In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. This is Gavin Wild, and you are listening to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Uh, Gavin Wild is a talented actor whose filmography includes Halloween Kills, The Righteous Gemstones, and a movie I've been looking forward to forever, The Black Phone. Gavin, welcome to the podcast today. Dude, thank you for having me, man. Uh, five kids in the, five five siblings, including I, yourself. Yes, sir. Five siblings. Tell me about that house growing up. Tell me about what that's like. Oh man, um, it's crazy because everybody is different. Um, right. like polar opposite. Uh, I've got a brother who who um, you know, loves uh, hunting and, and and fishing and and uh, whereas with me, you know, I'm kind of in a way the opposite. I'm more of a computer dude. Uh, yeah. I, I guess you could say I'm, I'm more city-like compared to, to what he does. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. Um, it's hard, but it comes with its own, um, its own, uh, pros and cons. Um, right. but it's, it's nuts. It's definitely not easy. Well, I, I would hope you're a good computer guy. Cause you're currently, are you editing your own movie right now? Are you I, in the um, well, sadly we had to, uh, push the filming off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do edit my own stuff and, and, um, That's I'm big. really, really, really hoping sometime soon we can, uh, we can start working on that. Yeah. And, and the premise, and we'll touch upon this. I think the premise is just so interesting. I think it's such a, a cool, yeah. I mean, for somebody who loves the walking dead and you being in Georgia, that's the, that's the walking dead Haven, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Uh, so, so just a few things before, before we get rolling here. Um, you know, Georgia, we speaking of Georgia, it, it is a hotbed now, right? Because there's yeah. so much filming that goes on in Georgia. Um, so, so is, is it a good thing that you're living there and auditioning? You can kind of be close to home when you're going for roles. That's a, that's a real, I mean, granted the pandemic aside, because that was right. all, but, but, but physically that you're in a place where lots and lots of things are being filmed. Dude, uh, it has been so very beneficial. Um, when I first started acting, I, me and my family were just like, eventually we're going to have to move to L.A. You know, we're, we're just going to have to go there. And yeah. uh, I, I never have even been on a plane before. Uh, so I've never been to L.A., never been to uh, I don't think I've ever been more than like five hours away from Georgia. Um, it, it's crazy. I got very, very lucky. I, I started acting right as that transition uh, was happening. Right. So, so you've never been on a plane in your life before? No, I haven't. Um, we're, we're, we're hoping to travel sometime soon. I, I really want to go and, and, uh, visit, um, Emma, um, in, in Los Angeles, uh, sometime soon. So I'm hoping we can do that. Yeah. So, so, um, you're what you're rough in, in your age. I've heard you say this in other interviews and I, I normally would never ask somebody their age, but you're oh, roughly 17. That's right. I'm 18 now. I just turned 18. Happy belated birthday, by the way. You have a February birthday, so happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um I gotta tell you, the last I think my first time on a plane was 21, so please don't feel like you're that's like not that's not a that's a huge thing, but um but the the, the last non-acting thing I want to ask you is you have to be super happy about your Braves, right? Oh, dude. Um absolutely. I yeah. and like as a um as a i used to i play baseball all my life um and uh and you said braves right braves absolutely okay. you're braves yeah yeah i make sure that that I was yeah 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 um but yeah i played baseball all my life and and uh now my sister wants to start getting into it so i'm enjoying practicing with her um and i i don't watch an awful lot of it but when it's on and I, I, I get caught in it and stuck in it because I just love the game so much. Um, and two, it's Atlanta. You know, you got to support where you're where you're from. For sure. Um, I was super happy uh, to hear about the news. Well, I, I've covered Comic-Cons. Tw- and I don't, I don't like making interviews of myself, but I've covered two Comic-Cons 
in Atlanta. I might be going back this March. I have to say, I love Georgia, man. I just love it. I love the oh, people. Man. I love the. I love everything about Georgia. Yeah, yeah, dude. Me too. Like when I was younger, I I wanted to get out of here. You know, I I, I was sort of like uh, um, I wanted to travel. I wanted to go places. But the older I get, the more I realized how much of a gem Georgia really is. Yes. Um, and and the people too. I, I think that's what um a lot of filmmakers that are coming down here and production companies enjoy is the the southern hospitality um that they might not get uh as much up up north right. um, and and that's another reason we're just planning on staying here yeah i get it i get it so you know i, I am going to address your shirt we talked off air about this but i have to say uh one of the greatest shows uh, uh, certainly on on streaming so Gavin, let me give you an old guy's perspective, and you could tell me what the young, hip, smart kid thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love it because it came at – I mean, this was released, you know, mid-'80s. Uh, I think it was 84. Um, I think it was 11. But, you know, it means a lot to me because of where it was released, the time period, the music, uh, freaking Macho and Zapka. I, I love all – I love them, Elizabeth Shue. I love everything about it. I love yeah. the nostalgia. Somebody who's new, you're, you just turned 18. What do you see in the show that you love so much about it? And I'm always curious about that, Gavin. What do you see in Cobra Kai that you just absolutely love? That's a great, that, that's a really good question. I, I love that you're asking me that. Um, honestly, man, I think it teaches so many important lessons um, to just, uh, to everybody, especially uh, uh, mainly the youth, you know, teenagers and, and um and, I, you know, I, I watched the original movies and it also has this, it's almost like it's a, it's, it's managed to capture the feeling that I get when I watch 80s movies. I don't know what it is, mm, but mm. watch an 80s movie, there's something about it that just feels like, it's like it's in a time capsule. You can never get it back. It's right. Old. But they've managed to somehow do that. Um, so it, it not only does it feel like just watching an 80s movie when you watch it, um, but it teaches you a lot of really, really good lessons um, in, in life and, and things that you can just use in, in every day-to-day life and, and, and in general. So when you when you look at the characters, are you more about like Johnny and, and uh, LaRusso or are you more about the, the kids that come in? Or what is it for you? Or is it maybe both? I don't I'm you know. It's a little bit of both. I love Johnny to death. I think he's hilarious and yes. awesome. Um, and, and I would say I definitely, when it comes to real life, lean more towards his way of thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, but I, the kids are very interesting. You know, being 18 uh, around um, their age, at least in the story, um, I, I really like them, too. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah, and, and let's just last Cobra Kai observation. We we could be honest, saying Larusso might have the two biggest heels uh, on the show, living in his house, right? The, the, yeah, his two kids are probably the two most evil kids on that show right now. Oh, absolutely, or close to it. So, but let's let's talk about what you've done because you've done a lot. But we do have to talk about um, Emma. Um, there's a little bit here I want to touch upon with Emma. Uh, first off, uh, she had me laughing like like I've never laughed before when she said. She's very humble. She doesn't like to say, you know. I, so she, she was telling me about something you said to her, where you guys were talking, maybe shop or whatever, and then you said, "All right, sixty. All right, Mrs. Sixty-five credits or Mrs. Seventy-five credits." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's trying to be humble. It's like, okay, Emma, I get it. You're a good person. You don't brag, but like she's she's done so much, and I'm guessing she's fifteen, sixteen. My yeah. God, Gavin, like it's it's absolutely nuts, and I give her a hard time about it all the time. Um, yeah. And and she's so she's so humble. She gets embarrassed about it. And I'm like Emma, you've I'm I'm giving you a hard time, but you've worked for these things. Um, I have been matter of fact when we shot season two of Gemstones, um, they practically lived in our hotel room uh, with us, and because um, we would just hang out so much. And sure, the, um, I think the month that we were there, uh, she got like five auditions, and and I I tell you what, nobody that I have ever met works as hard as she does. It's, it's crazy. So wow. she deserves it. 150%. Uh, w- away from the camera. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but away <laughs> from the camera, who has the more colorful sense of humor? And I'm using the word colorful. Any way you'd like to take it. I would say, um, man, when Emma gets comfortable, 
and 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 she uh, lets loose. She definitely has a sense of humor, but it, it's I would have to say it's probably me. Um, I am a type of person where nothing really bothers me. You know, like anything is on the table. Yeah. Um, so I would I would say it's probably uh, probably me, but she's hilarious too. Uh, she might be the better rapper. Yes, hundred fifty percent. Yeah, and I I totally I knew the song, um, and I asked her when I talked to her. I'm like, who sang? Was that? And I, I couldn't put my fingers around Easy, and I knew that it was just the ultimate brain fart. But um, the one thing, and we're gonna go obviously to the Righteous Gemstones, and I don't want to go too out of order here. But like, I just the one the, the thing I love about the two of you is that, and we have something planned down the road, but I'm not going to go into that now. But um, I just, I love the way the two of you are just so natural in your role. Like, I watch roles where I'm like, ah, that person, you know, it doesn't fit or this doesn't work. Yeah. The two, they could not have found two better choices than you and Emma for their for that role. I mean, I, you and I were a top, you you were a topic and Emma was a topic of, of a guy I work with. We, we talk about Righteous Gemstones all the time. And we were just talking about how the two of you just are impeccably perfect for that role, for those roles. Dude, that, so. uh, honestly, um, I feel the same way for Emma. I don't think anybody else could have played Judy uh, as, as good as her. And um, I think the reason why, because you're absolutely right. I mean, I watch TV I, I'm the worst critic of, of ever since I became an actor. I'm I'm constantly, uh, and and even a filmmaker, I, I'm pointing out mistakes all the time. Um, but I, you're 100 percent right. You can sometimes just tell when the chemistry isn't there, um, even on camera. And I think we got really really lucky with. I got really, really lucky with just how just how awesome Emma is, and and her mom too, and and we really just hit it off, and and uh, I don't think there was a day we didn't hang out um, on season one or season two. I think that's where that natural chemistry comes from. We're just comfortable with each other. And there's got to be an interlude three, but I'll save that for you know. But then I have to say, like I was rewatching interlude one, interlude two again. I've seen them quite a few times a piece. But like I picked up on little things I never seen before. Like she likes she like one of the lines was she likes seeing you get yelled at because her bird she likes her bird twitch. Her bird twitch yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is such a freaking like genius line. Like it's just I don't know. We're gonna get to righteous gestures again. I don't I don't want to do it all here. But like I just it's just the little things in that show they all add up. And by the end, like you almost have to watch the righteous gemstones multiple times to process right, the greatness right. in the writing in that show. You can't absorb it all in one. At least I don't have the mental capacity to absorb it the first time around. Oh, it's nuts. And and there are plenty of things you miss. And and I go back and, and yeah, I, I, I see things that, that Danny's done or um, uh, that uh, he's done. And they're just, they're just hilarious. You know, not only is it amazing writing, but their ability to improvise on the spot um is is astonishing I've, I've never seen anything like it before um so it's it, i think it's a really a mixture of both it's a mixture of really good writing and just pure talent yeah clearly a scripted show whose whose creators really encourage you guys to just you know what let's improvise here let's go let's see what you guys got here and those yep. are those can those unplanned moments can be some of the most special moments in an episode oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, so let me ask you, um, who's the bigger a-hole, uh, Jesse or Judy? Ooh, I would say... Mm. Neither are as bad as Baby Billy, I'll say that. No, he's, no. He, he's the worst on the show. Yeah. Uh, the be- maybe one of the best actors on the show, but Baby Billy is just a terrible person. Dude, uh, Walton, oh my God, he uh, I, I got to talk to him for a little bit, and, and I just told him how much of uh, how much I, I think about him as far as an actor. He's he's incredible. But um, getting back to the question, uh, man, I would say Judy is because and Emma's probably going to kill me for this. <laughs> uh, I, I really think Judy is because I think she's more manipulative, and I think Jesse is kind of just a little dumber. Um, and and doesn't know Jesse can be evil, but it's up front and it's in your face evil. Um, whereas with juicy, uh, Judy, it's more 
sort of stab you in the back type. I, that's a good point. You know, and, and you know who you know who um, Jesse has a little bit of in, in him. Uh, I have the poster behind me. He's got a little cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation in him, right? Yeah, like kind of. Uh, it, it, you know, he's an a hole, but sometimes it's just who he is. Like he's not trying to be that guy. Yeah, you know. So, um, so you know, you come to get the part, right? And, and when you're cast, is Mc, Danny McBride involved? Because I think that the one thing you hear a lot that once the episodes dropped and they were reviewed, I mean, there was article upon article about how yeah. you just nailed his mannerisms left and right, left and right. Um, uh, same thing with Emma, but you know, do you, do you, I know you watch vice principles, which is phenomenal, but is there, is he part of your, your casting? Is he part of your, is, is he sitting in because he's, because the younger version of himself, I, I would assume that he has a big say in that. I would think maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know, but what do you think, uh, Kevin? I have ran into him a few, a few times on set and, and, uh, from, from what I have gathered, um, you know, he'll he'll just sit behind the monitors, either with Jody um, or or David, while uh, they're directing it. Um, but really, no, I I, did, I didn't get any direction um, uh, from Danny. Matter of fact, uh, he would just come up to me and and uh, we would just crack jokes, and, and you know, he would uh, tell me that I'm doing a great job, and and that was about it. Um, and and a lot of people ask me that they're like, Are, were you being mentored or anything like that? Um, and, and I really wasn't. He really let me have a lot of control um, with the way that I, I played Jesse. How about in getting the role, Gavin? Was he, was he a part of that? Was he a part of, okay, I, I like this kid? Or or was that kind of more than just... Uh, he Andy? was a part of me getting the role, but it was more a behind-the-scenes thing. Um, I got a callback. And, and matter of fact, I the callback was on set while they were filming. Um, and I, I guess David took a break from directing or, or maybe Jody was directing or, or Danny. Um, and I sat face to face with David Gordon Green and, and uh, we we sat and we did the lines. But then he was like, you know what, just just improvise this time. I want you to just say whatever comes to your mind. Um, and matter of fact, the the line in the, the first season um, and this was before I knew it was a period piece talking about, uh, I hope it's just food or something. The baby, <laughs> uh, when I was, uh, when I was there with David, I, I said something along the lines of like, maybe it was just a bad taco bell order <laughs> or something like that. And, and David laughed. And, um, as far as Danny, um, we didn't get to, to see him until, uh, the day of shooting and, and we ran into him and, and he was, he was eating, uh, he was in the middle. He was mid-bite, and he dropped his fork and and uh, got up and uh, came over and shook my hand. And um, he was like, "Dude, we watched your audition, and we were dying. We were laughing so hard." And uh, um, we sat and talked for a little bit. So Danny did play somewhat of a role, but it was- I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's funny because there's so many great moments. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go over all of them, but a few of them that have to be highlighted, like. There's a scene in the second season where Billy, uh, baby Billy's not getting a gift, and I like so, so. Let me so let me throw a couple things at you. You tell me if it's improvised or you tell me if it's script. Okay, so there's a scene where baby Billy thinks he's not getting any gifts, right? Yes. And finally, he finds out. But shortly before he finds out, you kind of do this. You make a fart noise with your. So that's again those little moments that just send me off to laughing forever. I have to rewatch. Uh, is that something that's scripted or is that Gavin being Gavin? That is all David Gordon Green. I would uh, okay. see, uh, this third season <laughs> if if I am coming back I would love to try to do some some more improvising yeah. uh, but you know there's a sense of okay let's let's get there let's do my job and 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 you know make sure that's solid before we do any of that right but it's all David David will just come up to me matter of fact the horse scene um in the first season David uh, he was like, hey, what do you think Jesse would be doing um, in the meantime while we're focused on, on Judy's birthday party? And I just wanted to hang out with the animals because there were animals all over set. Yeah. So I was like, I think Jesse would be messing with the animals. <laughs> and he just got this big smile on his face, like this evil grin. And uh, five minutes later, I'm underneath the donkey. Um, <laughs> hey, David works. I mean, he'll just come up to you and say something. Um, and, and just have you added in. And he loves the shock factor. He, he will, he will only tell the actor, 
um, who he wants to to improvise uh, what's going on. Um, so the rest and everybody else uh, will have a, a a shock to it. Oh yeah, that show was all. I mean, the end of the first season where the guys are finding out and the you know about who cheated on who. I mean, talk about shock factor. It's all over that. But you know, it, it is it is certainly a team effort. I see what you're saying. But I also see where, like, if you don't pull it off at the right time, it just doesn't work. Like, and that's what I really love about you and Emma is that you're just so natural in, in the role. And it's just, again, it, it could be a collaborative effort. It couldn't be. It sounds like it's a collaborative effort. But let's say it wasn't the wrong actors. It's it just like I said, I don't want it to be too repetitive. It just doesn't work like you, right. you and you and you and Emma do a really great job of fitting into that team mold, the writing, the act, the direction, the improvisation, the script, it all works just so wonderfully. Well, thank you, dude. Yeah, man, I, I think, um, and, and that just goes back to uh, me and Emma hitting it off so good. Um, and yeah. being, you know, like, uh, Emma knows uh, that, that if there's anything she wants to try in the middle of the scene, I'm totally down for it. If she wants to hit me in the face, uh, <laughs> flip my hat off or something like that, I, she's comfortable enough with me uh, to just do it and not ask and to, to get that shock factor. Right. Uh, and same thing, vice versa. Um, so I really just, I, I think where a lot of that comes from is, is just how good me and Emma really just hit it off. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great answer. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of great moments I love with you. Um, the, the fact that you're head of a fight club at the school was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> the sweater, um, the fact that I totally agree that knives and nunchucks are great gifts, Christmas gifts. Um, let me ask you this. I know my answer. Um, what is the, your favorite best young Jesse moment? Oh man. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you this Kevin, before you answer. My answer is not only my favorite moment for for young Jesse, it's my favorite moment from the whole show, first wow. and second season. That's crazy, dude. Um, I would say my favorite, uh, my favorite moment is when Jesse puts his finger and and up to the uh, principal's nose <laughs> and says, "You want to smell my finger, motherfucker?" <laughs> um, okay, so I don't even know. I'm 18 now. I can say it. Yeah. So. David came up to me. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. David came up to me and was like, uh, uh, "Right, this is what made that scene so funny." The reaction on the the principal's face. Uh, David David came up to me and, and whispered in my ear and told me to improvise a line, um, and it was something very very dirty. Uh, to it was an insult that was very very dirty to say to the principal. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, so they yelled action. I ran up to him and I, I, I said it. I stuck my fingers in his nose and, and <laughs> said it. Um, and every one of the crew members and um, cast members, like, all looked at my mom like, oh, what did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, that's my boy. <laughs> oh, oh, everybody just started laughing so hard because – and it got it. I mean, we got the reaction out of the guy that we wanted. And um, But your reaction was like, you loved it too. Like, that wasn't acting, I feel like. Uh, no, no. And that laugh, um, the <laughs> finger motherfucker, that was real. I <laughs> was nervous, actually, after that take. I was like, oh, God dang it, Gavin, you messed it up. Like, you laughed. Um, and, and then they just we moved on and I'm like, okay, well, I guess they liked it. And I saw it in the show and I was like, okay, I totally see why, why they used it. Uh, but that was a real laugh. But it's those moments you're talking about. I think Emma touched on this too. It's those moments of improv, those last minute moments where not everybody might be in on it. Yes. But yeah. that's why the show is part of the reason why the show is just so fabulous. Right. Uh, for me, the, the best moment for me is when um, uh, uh, young Jesse's having beers with baby Billy. And baby Billy is just trying to get him going, giving him beers, but not just giving him beers, but trying to set him off to go off on his dad. For me, that scene, the Coors Light scene, that that's one of the best scenes in the whole, for me, the best scenes in the whole show. I thought it was too. And and I, I think if there's uh, something that the show does so very good is intertwining um, comedy with drama. Yeah love how they do that and not only was it hilarious to watch 
but it was uh, it was enjoyable because it was it was dramatic. He was doing that for a reason. He was doing that to sabotage um, Eli and 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 uh, sort of control uh, Jesse. And they just do a great job at intertwining not only comedy with the drinking the beer, but the way I acted and the way I embarrassed uh, Eli. Yeah, yeah, great, great point. Um, you know, and you mentioned uh, uh, Walton earlier, uh, but like, is there? Um, I don't know. Do you ever feel like you know? Does it ever hit you that God, I'm in a scene with Walton Coggins, like one of the best actors on the planet? Dude, so I didn't know much about Walton until I got, it was the first season, um, didn't know an awful lot about Walton, um, and, and you know, he was, but you could tell that he had, just by the way that he he acted and performed, this guy's been in it for a while. Yeah. And I was I was nervous, I was intimidated, um, especially, you know, around uh, um, John Goodman and Amy, uh, um, goodness, uh, um Oh, my mind is just drawing a blank. Um, she's a singer, right? She's a singer in real. She's a singer yeah. in life. Yes. Yeah. I am going to be. I'm. I'm so mad at myself. I. I can't think of her name. Goodness. Um. But I, I was so nervous around all of them because you know they've been in it for longer and and uh, and and Walton was one of those guys like you could tell. Like I said, he'd just been in it for a while. And yeah. Um, I, but I didn't know uh, everything about him and, and everything he's been in. Uh, but when we started filming that scene, I just was like, dude, this guy, put it this way, I don't think I've ever worked with a more talented actor. I think he is probably um, at the top. Yeah, he's he's super talented. Uh, Jennifer Nettles is who we were both. Jennifer Nettles. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, my well, mom- it's a big cast. I mean, in fairness to you, I mean, it's not like always on your mind. I mean, I get it, you know. Um, so let me ask you, so the, the, are, you're up to the, are you up to date with the show? I am. So so Macaulay Culkin is, is is in the last episode. Not really a spoiler. Maybe it is. I don't think it is much of a spoiler. But let me ask you. We we, we know again, I hate to go to my posters, but that one. Yeah. Um, you know, he's um he is a wonderful actor in so many things. He's almost ha- he almost has this second wave now, which is like we always knew he was a great actor, but like he deserves this. Like he's a yeah. really good person too. Um, as a child actor, well, now you're 18, but like, you know, you didn't start acting at 18. You've been at it for a while. Right, right. Um, what's the question you'd ask him? Dude, I got to talk to him for like uh, straight 20 minutes, and he is the nicest guy in the world. Uh, him and Walton, this is the first time I had ever really spoken to Walton um, because he's always just in character and, and so focused on his on his, uh, on his his craft. Um my mom came up to me because my mom worked wardrobe on it uh, for the second season. And my mom was like, Gavin, uh, I just came to visit. And, and she was like, Gavin, Macaulay Culkin um, wants to meet you. And I'm like, what? Like the kid from no. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. Stop messing with me. She goes, Gavin, he wants to meet you. So he like, he's waiting on you. He's waiting yeah. out of his trailer for you. So I walk up to his trailer and, and uh, sure enough, he's just the coolest dude ever. And um, man, we sat and we talked about uh, everything. We, we talked about acting. We talked about him being a child actor uh, such as myself. And um, like he was telling me that there was a school that, that he got kicked out of um, just because he was so busy uh, as a kid being an actor um, and, and we talked about everything, but if there's one thing I wish I would have asked him is uh, what kept him going when he was younger. Right. Uh, and, and he had all of that to do. Like he had his schoolwork, he had, um, you know, he blew up instantly. Um, so how did he handle all that? Yeah. Great. But, que- that would be a great question. Yeah. You know, and he was so good in so many things, not just home alone, you know, um, uh, there's a movie where he plays an evil son. My son. There's a movie where he plays. He's he's just he, he's done so many good things. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know you guys had the chance. That's that's fantastic. Oh my you god, you guys had that moment. I could not stop smiling. And 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 to talk to Walton too. I, I said a lot of things to Walton that I had been wanting to say for a long time. But uh, that guy is uh, he's just so good and professional. He just stays in it the whole time. And I never, even though we were on set together, you know face-to-face I, I never wanted to get him out of that yeah so I, I finally got an opportunity to to chat with him and, and it was awesome you picked his brain a little bit 
I did. I did. Yeah. I, I just said, uh, I hope this doesn't sound creepy, but I, I watch you perform when you're, when you're on set and I'm just amazed. And, uh, he, he was real, real, um, thankful and appreciative of that. And you must see a lot of styles, like a various, various styles, because like he has his way of, go- of going about it. Um, you know, John Gooden probably has, has his own way, you know, various people have their own way. Um, but, but when he's into it, he's into it. So he's, so say, say, um, we're about to shoot a scene, say in a minute, he's in that role long before, long before. Yeah. And he, uh, he won't even, um, he won't even get on, uh, uh, on set until, um, like he'll go somewhere else, like in a separate room and, you know, read his lines, um, from, from what I've gathered, uh, and, and just sort of get into it. And dude, I, I swear he's just got like a duffel bag full of, uh, things he can just pull out at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as when it comes to improvising, he is the best improviser I have ever, 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 ever seen. And I think ever will be, um, this guy just one after another in the middle of the scene and it's flawless. It's, it's no stutter, no nothing like just one after another. Um, but yeah, he's in it long before. Well, you and Emma are pretty damn good at, at improvising too. So you <laughs> tell yourself short, uh, you know, what I had on my, I forgot to tell Emma this, but I'll tell you, and I'm not name dropping, but I oh. just love the character and I love who this guy is. Uh, Tony Cavallero was on the podcast. Oh my year. God, Tony! Yeah, is it is it Keith like the sweetest person on the show? Oh, man, he is, and he is the sweetest person in real life too. I, I got to talk to him, and and uh, that was what was wonderful about my mom working wardrobe is I could visit set um, while they're filming uh, a previous um, uh, day. Like like it's not a flashback. So you know when I'm on set, I don't get to meet all these people because you know it's so many years in the past mm. uh, me and tony we talked for a little bit and and he's just the coolest dude ever seriously he goes to like children's hospitals and like he <sighs> does things that are like off the charts like i wasn't ready for what he was telling me like he's just such a sweet sweet man um dude a heart of gold really yeah um so you know just going into the show just a couple last questions you know i i look at this character in general i just again and not to get too um into the same point but you know there's that one scene where um you're all getting gifts and there's the double dragon video game there like i mean arcade game where where we're all i mean anybody that's ever seen that growing up is jealous of it yeah and and and, and emma's just throwing out easy e and it's like you know it's ironic because they're they're supposed to be the most religious family and they don't they don't know the meaning of christmas if it hit them in the head like they they are so far from what this is really i mean and again, I just, I love that whole scene. I love the, and I said this to Emma, I love the bunk bed scene. Um, those are all just great original moments. Like it's just, and I keep going on and on, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a complete fanboy, but I just, no, no, there's so many great scenes like that. Like that's a, like they have the, they go, they transition from the end of the sermon to, <laughs> to, to you guys there. And Emma's dropping easy E lyrics like crazy. And a lot of middle fingers are in the air. Um, but like, it's just so natural. It's just, you know, I, I don't want to say it, you know, get told I'm blue in the face, but I don't know, man, there's a lot of good stuff happening in this, Dude, in this show. No, man. Uh, like I, I, I feel the exact same way. I, I really, a uh, a ginormous fan of this show too. Like I, I, the way that I, I guess because I just love the film industry so much and I kind of do all of it my own way. I act and I write and I, I try to film my own stuff. Um, you know, I, I read the script and, um, for the black phone, I, I, I read that script and I, I can't, I, I don't really like reading, you know, I, I have a low attention span, but I couldn't put that script down. Wow. Um, and just to get to uh, the point of, of being a fan of it, like I freaking I wanted to go up to Scott Derrickson and just tell him how, how, how did you yeah. write that amazing? Um, so I look at it the exact same way, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so well received. And do you ever have moments, right? So, um, I don't want to call them outtakes, but can you ever like, do you ever hear laughter? I mean, you're, everyone there is a professional. I get it. Yeah. But is there ever a scene where it's so outrageous and so freaking nuts that you hear like people off camera laughing? Are there other Billy's? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but 
Baby Billy's when he got up and he said, "Oh my God, it's my computer!" Uh, when uh, um, goodness, Granddaddy Roy came in with a shotgun. Um, that, <laughs> and then he said, uh, uh, "Y'all, y'all uh, decide what are you going. Y'all need to keep him on a chain, you know." Inside, <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all decide. Uh, I swear, no, improvised, hundred fifty percent. None of us were ready for that. And in the middle of the scene, oh my god, I almost started bursting out laughing. To prevent myself, I was biting on my tongue as hard as I could. So, <laughs> Don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. This is gold. Um, and then when they yelled cut, everybody started dying laughing. Um, I think David, you could hear David laughing in the background as the scene was going on. Um, actually, uh, my sister, who got to work wardrobe on the set as well, um, talked about how when when she was filming, um, they would have to wait a couple of minutes because Danny would be laughing so hard at um, Edie, um, and they would have to they would have to pause for a little bit because <laughs> Danny would just be laughing his ass off, t- you know, to the point where he can't breathe. <laughs> there's, so, there's, yeah, yeah. yeah you, I'm sorry. I mean, like even the crew members, I don't know how they do it. Um, I don't know how I do it. Uh, you know, Cuz you're in a room with so many hilarious people and uh you know th- yeah th- there's a there's a there's a you got me thinking there's a in Eastbound and Down there's a scene where um uh it's in the outtakes on YouTube where where it's it's Danny it's Will Ferrell and there's another actor it's it's slips my mind but Oh I know what you're talking about. He's talking about his plums. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's so it's just such freaking genius. So let me ask you is there a connection because I want to talk about Halloween kills briefly here um david gordon is there a connection between halloween kills and and i purposely didn't go into depth because i wanted to ask you this not knowing it um is there a connection between him knowing you and halloween kills and the righteous gemstones oh absolutely we okay like as much as there could be legally um as in when i was on the set of gemstones uh and and this is how david is david is very uh faint with what he says um you know for instance just to give you and, and, and this didn't really happen but um when i was on season one he is the type of guy to go up to you tap you on the shoulder and say hey do you like the holiday halloween and you're just like yeah I'm like it's pretty cool and then he'll smile and then walk away and then uh, he kills <laughs> and you're like wait a minute did those two mitch matt like was that related yeah so he would mention it a couple of times on set of season two he's like gavin we're gonna be seeing your face an awful lot in halloween kills uh and i would just get giddy because i was like oh my god i can't wait um so there was a little bit but but not not as much as i wanted i wanted to sit there and pick his brain for hours um but there were some so so i've been dying to ask you this all day right so i i went to the theater saw halloween kills um and, and i have to ask it's been driving me nuts since I've seen the movie, right? So at this point, Michael Myers is a superhero, right? Because he's indestructible. Like I'm, he is Superman. I'm thinking that he he's definitely not a man, that's for sure. Okay. So 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 here's my point. And this drove me nuts, and I can't let it go, but I'm so happy to to talk, get get rid of this tension right now with you so you can help right. me out with this. So he's in a circle. He's people are shooting him, stabbing him, kicking him, baseball bats. He's down. He's gone. They've got him. He's 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 completely. They got him at this point. Mm-hmm. Why somebody isn't backing in like a wood chipper or a meat grinder? <laughs> like who the hell walks away from a guy that has been doing this for like years? Like he's indestructible, and they and everyone in this town knows that he's killed half the freaking town. Yeah, they leave him on the ground and they walk away. Like I'm. Mean, this is a complete nerd observation, by the way. I'm not like no, seriously, no. but like. It drove me nuts. I wanted to yell at the screen, like, what are you... Like, they just all walk away. Like, Gavin, am I being realistic here? Like, that's... That's... that's You are, man. And and uh, as a fan of the series, too, I was I was like, no, like, go back and get them. Um, I, I really don't know why they they chose to to go with an ending like that or, or, or to go with a scene like that where, where they would just walk. Um... But if there's one thing about David that I do know is he's always got something up his sleeve. 
Um, so I'm, I'm sure whatever reason he ended up going uh, or, or uh, deciding to, to go down that, that path, I, I'm sure it was a good one. But I was just like you, and I want to pick his brain. The next time I, I, I see him, on, <laughs> I, I, I want to sit him down and pick his brain and talk about that. It was not even a David issue. Like, like I have no issues with the way that unfolded as far as David's point of view. But like, like you could, I could definitely see people doing that. Like, you know, like just we've got him. He's down. We'll walk away. Like, I, I don't have any issues with the writing or that part. Right. But I could, I could totally see people. Like, like let's face it, the slasher movies, whether it's Jason or or Freddy, it's filled with people making absolutely stupid. Do you remember that commercial where it was a commercial where where these kids are like like hiding out they're like where should we go we could take a car safely and go away or we can hide in the shed with the chainsaws do you remember that i don't know if you remember that but i do remember so that. it's like i mean slasher movies are filled with people making just the worst and i guess that's part of the appeal right because they're so stupid and people can talk about it. like run what are you doing like it's you know what i'm saying like that's part of it i get it i get what david's trying to do there i get that yeah i i think um that that was a great point actually i, I haven't thought of it like that i i think I think it's just become a thing. It's become a thing um, in a sense of, yeah, like people in horror movies aren't the brightest. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that's probably, and I haven't even thought of it like this, uh, what he was trying to capture there. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel to be in a big, big movie? I mean, obviously you're, you're not a stranger at this point, but like it's, uh, I thought I heard you, Gavin, in another interview and I, I caught the tail end because I try to watch interviews just to get, a feel of, of what a person's like. Right. Did you say you were nervous or did you, you were hinting on something like that? I, I don't, I caught the tail and I'm like, should I ask him about it? I'll throw it out there. No, say- I am nervous 24 seven on set. Um, and, and it never gets better. Like <laughs> when I started, uh, going in, you know, auditions and, and, um, even now I, I'm just, I'm very, very nervous. I don't know why, but I, I think it's cause I care and I love it so much. Um, that's a good thing I, though, Gavin. I, I think so too. And, yeah. and, but when you're, when, you know, you're like seven years old and you and your cousins and brothers would watch these movies over and over and over again. And all of a sudden there's Michael Myers house right there. Um, it was almost so much going on that I didn't know how to feel. And, and I was nervous, um, because of the the actions I had to do. I had to take a ginormous bowl of candy and dump it in a bag, mm. um, but then do it in enough time to where I could be on my mark at at the right time. <laughs> and I just couldn't seem to do that. I kept spilling it um, or missing it, and sometimes the bowl wasn't all the way empty. Um, and uh, I, I think that's what was nerve-wracking about it is I just didn't want to mess up. I was like, this is too big of an opportunity to make mistakes like this. Um, and David's totally good. David's like the type of person to go, Gavin, it's not a big deal. Like, like calm. Mm. Um, but I'm in my head. I get in my head about that stuff. And um, I, I definitely was nervous, for sure. No, the rhythm that you and Emma get into in um... – righteous gemstones you can tell you the two of you have a naturally you're naturally funny people like i always see people uh, i'm a really funny person chances are when somebody tells you that they're really not so so i i watch you and emma and i see the way you are naturally embedded in a scene it just looks good because you guys are being nervous is part of the game like if you're not nervous something's wrong i would think like right. Right. If you're not wanting to get it right, then like I mean, I mean, if it's crippling anxiety, well, that's a different story. But that doesn't sound like what you have, you know. Right, so, right. Uh, so when you finally when you see uh, Mike Michael Myers in, in the full, I mean, talk about nerves. I mean, is that does it hit home for you at that point? Where like, holy s, like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm here in this movie with this guy, this iconic character. It still hasn't set in, and mm. uh, and and a part of me likes that, but then a part of me doesn't. Uh, like. I still can't fathom, you know, six years ago, I would have never thought any of this ha- would happen. Um, and I still haven't, I mean, it's, it's sort of set in a little bit more than it, than it, than it had, but it still hasn't set in. Like I, I cannot believe I used to watch these movies with my cousins and brothers all the time over and over and over again. And, um, and when I was on set, I, sadly, I didn't get to to see him uh, in his mask. Uh, but we were eating lunch, and, and I saw the back of the suit. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
flyers. Like, holy crap. Um, it, it still hasn't set in. And and I hope one day it will. And yeah. when it, uh, I'm just going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll be 90 years old on my deathbed and be like, I saw Michael Myers in real life. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's just a great point. I, I have one last question on, on the black phone before I get there. Um, is there a... Um, an actor or a movie that you really have gravitated to that really, I mean, you've been, like I said, you've been in acting for a while here, but is there when you first started, you know, I, I know your parents probably see the potential in you early on. You're, you're clearly gifted. You, you know what you're doing, Thanks. but is there for you, whether it's an old school movie, something new or an old school actor, something new, because I see the way you, you love to write. You love, you're talking about producing your own movie, which I, again, the plot is phenomenal. Thanks. Um, like, I love the fact that you're not just okay with being, and there's nothing wrong with just focusing on being an actor. There's nothing wrong right. with that. But to kind of layer it up and say, okay, I want to write, I want to edit, I want to, like, that's huge. That's a big thing that you can't, I can't just like let that go and not acknowledge that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but, but talk about, is, is there a person that's influenced that? Is there a movie maybe for you? Um, I, I would say for acting, um john bernthal and look at you john yeah. bernthal i would say uh, walton too when i yeah. first now that i can can look back and, and watch him um i would say matt damon in in um goodwill hunting that was a movie that i i really loved i just i see those actors and i see how real they seem and, and, and are, and, and I watch their performances and I just go, wow, what, like, how, how does he do it? Um, how can you be that real? Like, it's almost like it's, it's, it's real. I, I don't get it. Right. Uh, and I just, I want to be like that. I want to, I, I don't know. I want to accomplish what, what they've accomplished. Um, and as far as like editing and, and uh, stuff like that, really, that that was how I got into the film, um, the film industry. I I started doing my own YouTube videos, um, and as far as the visual effects go and, and the visual trickery that I like to do, um, that was Raka Raka. Uh, these these guys, I, I don't know if you know who they are, but um, yeah, just when I was younger, I watched what they did, and I was like, oh my god, I want to do that. Like that's, mm. um, you, you know. It, it's funny because you say Walton and it's like there isn't and I've talked to many actors and, and they always say the same thing. Like there isn't a substitute for experience. Like you could tell me you went to the best acting school on the planet. Yes. That you've acted in any play. And that's great. That's all really important. And every actor has their own path. I get it. Mm -hmm. But what any one of those actors in film school would give to sit in front of Walton Goggins and pick his mind, be in a scene with him. I'm telling you, they'd all trade their places with the place with you. Um, because that's that's so valuable and you can't put a price on what you have gone through Gavin not just the success not just the the good things you've done but it's the stuff behind the scenes you learning you being observant you picking the brains of some really talented people yeah that's really important to Gavin right that's a big part of it absolutely dude I I think I just you know it's it's a blessing and a curse I just care too much about it like I, it, it drives me crazy um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll sit and I'll read my script and, and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll analyze it like a, like a madman. Um, you know, but I just, but I love it at the same time. And I just can't sit back and, and, uh, I've, I've, I've gotten to this point in life where I'm like, okay, I have to do something in the film industry successfully. Like, I've got to pursue this. If I don't, I'll just be a miserable person. So right. I'll either, you know, it's like, choose your heart, right? right? Do you want to go through the battle of never being who you want to be and achieving what you want to achieve? Or do you want to at least try and, you know, have, have those difficulties trying. It's like, pick your, pick your battles. And, and I'm like, I've gotten to the point in life where I'm like, I might as well just keep trying and keep going. Um, and, and try to reach my, my, my goals. Um, but yeah, it's it's drive it's driven me in, insane. Like watching all these people, um, because they're so talented, and, and I just envy that. I wanna I wanna be that. Yeah, wise words. And, and and I always felt like you know researching your life. I always feel like 
at the time you were 17, I was watching you in some interviews, but like, I always felt you were way ahead of 17, right? I'm, I'm sure not in every way possible, but you know, in many ways you're way ahead mentally of, of being a 17 year old, right? You see the big picture, which is, which yeah. is clear. Uh, let's end the interview with just this last question. Um, the, the, the black phone, I saw the trailer for it. I told you this, I, I was hoping it was to come out February 4th so I could talk to you about it. That's okay. We are still going to talk about it eventually. Uh, what can you say about it? Because the trailer is absolutely terrifying and and from hearing you talk in here a little bit in other interviews, uh, you are very high on this script and this movie. What can you say and whatever you feel like, just get it out there, Gavin. Thank you. Well, absolutely, man. I, I will say, um, again, I, I have finished very little books in my life. I have read very little. Um, I, I don't really like reading, but I picked this script up and I couldn't put it down. It was phenomenal. Um, and it goes sort of into the, uh, uh, you know, I, I, this is why I don't watch movies I, because I see <laughs> and they're so good. I'm like, Gavin, why aren't you doing something like that? I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. Yeah, uh, that was the reaction I got from reading the script. I'm like, Gavin, you need to do something like this. You need to start working, start writing, start, you know, getting something done because this is amazing. Um, and I will say if you were a fan of the Sinister movies um and and that scott derrickson has a very unique way of horror um a very real and, and gritty dark horror and i love that i watched the um those those movies and they they still terrify me to this day scary as hell yeah and hey there's nothing um there's nothing different about this film either have you seen a final copy of it i have not no i'm i'm still waiting to to watch it myself from your experience, and do you think people? I mean, obviously, you don't know what people put together, what they edit. Do you think people are gonna like? Do you think people are gonna? I mean, I, I from the trailer, I was blown away by it. Yeah, yeah that's usually a pretty good indication. Um, from your scenes, what, what do you think people will have a positive reaction to this? I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, and just reading the script, man. You know, like I said, um, or or putting it uh, to paper to film, you know, th that's a challenge. And, and sometimes you can have an amazing script, but a bad film. Um, but in the hands of, of, of uh, Bloomhouse and, and with an amazing script like that, I, I feel like you're just destined to succeed. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be amazing. Huge company, great horror company. Uh, they are, they're almost like a Lucas arts of horror, right? They're right. like the Lucas film of horror. Um, hey man. You're a great dude. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, dude, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.